0: Hello friends, welcome again to another episode of the Potluck Podcast. I am Jared Cornut, joined by my co-hosts, one in New Mexico, one in North Carolina, Matt Hensley and Alan Murray. Guys, how was your fourth weekend? Did you have a good time? How was your 4th of July at church? In particular, well, if you listen to
1: the episode that aired uh, yesterday, as we record this, you would know how things went at uh, church. No, uh, we actually recorded that before the fourth, anyway. But yeah, it went well. We had a good day uh, in our worship service. Uh, we sang some songs. We prayed some prayers. We gave some offerings. I preached some sermons. Well, just one, I guess. And then uh, after the service, we had a.
0: You talking about the episode that I said I'd be good to record at lunchtime, and then at ten thirty you sent me the link. Yeah, I said we're ready to record. Well, first of all, that is lunchtime for me. When you get 1030? up at two thirty,
1: when you get up at two thirty in the morning, oh, breakfast is at like five thirty, lunch is in like ten, and then dinner's at four.
0: All right, so let's talk to some normal. And you people. call me old. <laughs> well, I mean, look at the. Well, hand. You're old, Matt's just an idiot i mean there's, there's a, So, alan how are you man
2: i am doing well i uh, had a had a great fourth i uh, had a great cookout at church not a barbecue because you can't have a barbecue but you can eat barbecue and uh didn't have service that evening and i retired early and and slept uh, because it's just been an incredibly busy summer uh, i think this has been one of the busiest ministry summers of my life uh, and then Next week, we're having an archery camp, which will be an outreach for us, which will be busy. And then after that, I'm leaving for El Salvador for a week. And so I don't know when it's going to slow down, but it's good. God's good. Uh, he's working mightily, and I get to be a part of it, and that's awesome.
0: We did not have Sunday night service either because we never have Sunday night service. Uh, and much like a Sasquatch needs to rest, I, I rested as well. Actually, I went and played disc golf Sunday after church at Lake Louisville and had a great time doing that. Had a great fourth. Uh, good to be with you guys again here to talk about the Center Baptist Convention and things going on with that. And uh, up first, we have what would be, I would say probably the least controversial SBC entity is looking for a uh, president right now uh, in the ERLC. And Russell Moore, of course, uh, left that position back in May. And the uh, ERLC Executive Committee has announced a search team. They have placed Todd Howard as the chairman of the Presidential Church Committee. He is the pastor of Watson Chapel Baptist Church in Pine Bluff, Arkansas. And some other trustees were named to the committee, such as Lori Bova of New Mexico, Tracy Greggs of North Carolina, Christine Hoover of Virginia, Juan Sanchez of Texas, who will be preaching the annual meetings uh, message next year at Anaheim, Lord willing, and A.B. Vines, former vice president of the convention, uh, of california david prince uh, will also be on the committee he is the uh, pastor of preaching a vision ashland avenue baptist church in lexington kentucky um guys erlc president there's people saying defund the RLC. there's people saying expand the role of the RLC. people saying hone in as we're looking for a new president what are maybe some things you're hopeful in this person who leads us that they will focus on and accomplish in their time in this position
1: I do not know, but what I do know is that anybody that you don't like, you need to nominate them for this role. I'm nominating you. you. There you go. There there were areas, obviously, where I disagreed with Russell, areas where I agreed with Russell. Uh, I think that's important. Somebody that's just going to be faithful in that role uh, to to just look to scripture uh, as our sufficient guide there and uh, speak to the areas of life and, and uh, certainly pro-life on that side of things, but also just life in general uh, with our ethics and how we live our life and speak to the political issues of our day. And so I, it looks like at least from that list of people, I don't know all of them, know several of them, based on the ones that I do know, seems to be a very wide uh, swath of folks that uh, should be a very good uh, committee to, to bring that forward. So I'm hopeful to, that they continue their work, especially with the pro-life stuff, getting the sonogram machines out there. Uh, I think that's really critical. The, the ERLC has not just been uh, an area of contention
2: and controversy during the Russell Moore uh, period of administration, it was controversial when Richard Land was there as well. Um, and that's as far back as, as really my experience with the ERLC. And so I, I think no matter who is in that spot, uh, because they're dealing with policy and they're dealing with government and they're dealing with legislation and responding to that. I, I think there's always going to be some controversy because, uh, you know, the old saying is you get together two Baptists and we'll have three opinions. And I think that's certainly uh, true with that. Now, there, there are some things we are unequivocal about, uh, like being pro-life, even though some would argue in the convention today that we are not pro-life. Um, I think it's unequivocal that we are pro-life and anti-abortion in the Southern Baptist Convention, as we spoke at this past annual meeting and so many other annual meetings recently. I don't know who it's going to be. They have got um, big shoes to fill, not just because they're following uh, Russ Moore, uh, who is loved by some, hated by others. And You shouldn't hate anybody because if you hate your brother, you can't say you love God. Uh, But that's a big role to fill. Uh, It takes a tiny sliver of CP money compared to pretty much everything else we do in the Southern Baptist Convention, but it's important uh, to speak towards policy and to advocate for religious liberty for everybody, not just Baptist. And so be praying for this search team. They have got a hard job to do.
0: You're absolutely right. I, you know, I appreciate it. Matt, like you just said, putting in the um, machine so people can see their children before they make a decision on whether they want to have an abortion or not is critical. Uh, I thought it was neat at the annual meeting, we were able to write letters to those who may be considering abortion and praying for them and asking them to reconsider I think it's helpful at the annual meeting. We have resolutions like we had on uh, the resolution brought out of committee on abortion that the ERLC spoke about the problematic language in that resolution as they perceived it and were able to communicate on that. Uh, The Southern Baptist Convention, I think, needs the ERLC because it communicates to us uh, things that are happening in policy in our country, but it also communicates to leaders what the Southern Baptist Convention believes and uh, what 15 million of us are advocating for and we would like to see done and so I do believe the ERLC has an important job I I, I do hate it for whoever gets this job because uh you, half the people will like him half the people won't or I assume him um and we'll see how that goes it, it's it's a hard task uh Russell Moore I think you could look at him and see that he was tired by the time he left this position, Richard Land probably said that he was tired uh, when he left the position. It's a hard job, but it is a necessary job, and I hope that we have somebody who can come in and lead us well on that. And I think Matt Hensley is the man for that. So feel free to nominate him
1: no, for that no, position. No,
0: oh, no, Dr. Dr. no. Excuse me, Doctor Doctor Matt Hensley is one of and so uh, I wouldn't nominate Allen. No. I got to nominate him for second vice president of the annual meeting next year uh, of the SBC. so uh, I won't do that. Um, okay, so we've obviously been going through the COVID-19 pandemic for the past 88 months, and uh, it has affected CP giving uh, on some levels, but this year we have had some positive news on the CP, in particular, uh, CP giving, according to the article in about press, uh, is heads into the final quarter of the year, $6.1 million above budget on the current year and that is exciting news ronnie floyd said for the first time this fiscal year our receipts through the cooperative program are exceeding the previous year's giving this financial rebound is continuing as we move through the pandemic we are grateful for all the churches who faithfully give when our churches are giving through the cooperative program we are advancing the gospel regionally, statewide, nationally, and internationally. The total amount given to the Carpenter program in June was $17.4 million, which was $2.3 million, or 15.41% more than June 2020 when we were at the height of the pandemic, uh, some people would say. And uh, as of June 30th, gifts to the executive committee for distribution to the CP total 146 plus million dollars, 0.75 percent above last year's, which was about 145 at the time. Uh, we would say positive news, right? There's been rumors people going to stop giving to the cooperative program, things like that. It's always good to see the cooperative program above budget, not only meeting budget, but going above the budget and uh, being able to have that 6.1 million dollars ahead. What do you guys think about that?
1: I think it's awesome. And, uh, you know, I I know we've talked before on how that stuff is broken up, but obviously the more that is there between uh, the IMB, North American Mission Board, or seminaries and so forth, uh, the more the uh, gospel gets uh, out there. We're able to send more missionaries. We're able to send uh, more church planters. We're able to train more future pastors and missionaries and church planters. And so ultimately with uh, Ronnie's vision 2025, uh, that was adopted and, and amended a bit, but adopted at the annual meeting. This allows us to accomplish some of those things, uh, hopefully at a great speed. So I'm, I'm pretty pumped about it. I think it's good.
2: Uh, it's it's always good when meet we're meeting budget or exceeding budget as well, uh, especially with what you said, Cornette, when so many people uh, say so many, but as people uh, threaten to not give to the CP or give uh, escrowing, not sending to certain places. Um, I think the majority of Southern Baptists are are on mission for the same thing and and it's always good. And it's always encouraging.
0: Let me ask you guys this, um, as much as you want to share, how CP giving been at your church for this past fiscal year, have you guys been able to meet what you've been expecting to the CP and, or has the pandemic been affecting your church and what you've been able to do, uh, on that? We've
1: had very strong giving throughout the uh, COVID-19 pandemic and coming out of it as well, meeting our uh, budget and then some each month, which has been a blessing. Uh, One of the things that we did uh, recently is pull back our CP just a bit uh, to 10%. And then at the end of the year, anything we are above budget in terms of giving, we divide three ways between the International Mission Board the uh, North American Mission Board, and then local missions here. And uh, so that has really helped us, one, meet our budget throughout the year because we never were before because we were given about 15 or 16%. And anytime we would make a little headway, it seemed like we were two steps forward or one step forward, two steps back. And uh, so this has allowed us to actually give more. And uh, so it's been a blessing. So it's been very strong here, very pumped to see it. And, uh, and I think it's been strong for the most part in our state as well. Jay Allen? Uh, God's been faithful So of his people.
2: Uh, it depends on the month. Some months have been better than others. Uh, for, for us, you know, we, we give to the cooperative program through our, the Baptist State Convention of North Carolina. Um, and so we, we give there uh, as well as to the North Carolina missions offering. We uh, have a line item for that that's a percentage of the budget as well as collecting an offering uh, to try to really emphasize missions here in the state of North Carolina through disaster relief and associational projects. As a matter of fact, 10% of the North Carolina missions offering comes back to our local network for missions. Uh, And so uh, it's just part of the heart of our people. And so uh, it's always exciting to tell them uh, what's going on and and point out what's going on through the different ministries Uh, and using the SBC calendar that comes on our bulletins every week, allow me to do that as well.
0: Which will hopefully add a Sunday fellowship meal to it next year's annual meeting but we'll see if that comes to pass or not um yeah we last year we gave more to the cooperative program than we've given in in quite some time and so the trend is continuing this year we're very excited about that we're uh, hoping to increase our cooperative program giving as years go by and we get uh we have a much healthier budget uh we we really say at Plymouth Park uh your budget reflects what is important to you does that in your house you know, do you budget to give to your local church? Do you budget to give to certain things? Do you budget to buy food for your family? What you spend your money on is what is important to you. And so we certainly believe here at Part that the quarter program is important because the seminaries are important, church planners are important, missionaries are important. Uh, and so we gladly and joyfully give to the Southern Baptist Convention. Well, let's join. Uh, jump in to our Southern uh, culture topic tonight, which will be a delicious meat called pork ribs. I smoked some pork ribs for the 4th of July. Alan, I will tell you how I smoked my pork ribs and you tell me uh, if you would eat them or not. So um, I use, Alan, are you familiar with Meat Church at all? Their seasoning? I am. I've never used any because I make all my own rubs and seeds, but know. I do. Per- I know you're pretentious about that kind of stuff. Uh, my, my problem making my own rubs is I go buy all the stuff to make my own rub, and I get home and realize I had all the stuff already. Now I got double the portions of paprika and all those different things. So I use Meat Church. I used uh, a little bit of their. Uh, Uh, Honey hog on the back, honey hog on the front and their uh, fajita rubs, Uh, let them sweat on each side 30 minutes beforehand, got my smoker up to about 275. uh, And I put the ribs on there for two and a half hours. I pulled them off and I had some aluminum foil and I made a bed on the aluminum foil of slabs of butter and brown sugar. I laid those meat down on that little bed, flipped them, put them back on the smoker for about two hours. So they're about a quarter of an inch of the bone showing on the ribs for most of those. And uh, we took them off and we ate them. They were fall off the bone. Uh, I I did uh, gloss them over in some barbecue sauce and put them back on the smoker for about 10 minutes to let that sit in and enjoyed those. So, Alan, would you eat them, and how do you make your ribs?
2: Yeah, I would definitely eat those, uh, especially since you you cook them for, you know, going on close to five hours there. Um, I'm a big fan of Memphis-style dry ribs, yep. uh, even if they're not baby backs. I, I love St. Louis ribs everybody's mm-hmm. all about the baby back to me a st I louis crib is a better cut they're 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 meatier yeah um they're, they're a little harder to cook you know there's a, a harder margin you, you really have to know what you're doing they're not as forgiving as baby backs because they're not as tender and they're tough uh, but they're, they're meatier to me to have a better flavor as well um and you're not dealing um with say that membrane on the back of baby backs a lot of people struggle with that kind of thing yep. as well um I, I do a dry rub um, I mix a, a dry rub that's got paprika and dry ground mustard. It's got some sugar in it, salt. Uh, one of the things that, that uh, you, you can't be afraid of with ribs is salt. I'm not saying you need blood pressure medicine after you eat them, uh, but salt really helps uh, with, with being tender. And I know that sounds contrary to what so many people have heard. But over time, you're talking about sweating yours, it it really makes a difference. Um, I like to use the 3-2-1 method, uh, which is sometimes used for six hours total, but you can really do it as a percentage, uh, where three hours without the wrap, two hours with a full wrap, and the last hour without it to kind of tighten everything up, put a little bit extra bark on there, that kind of thing. I love doing that. Um, I will sauce ribs when I'm cooking for a lot of people. Um, I've put as many as 22 racks of ribs on my cooker at one time, which is a lot of ribs. That's a lot of ribs. And, um, yeah, I, mean, I, I, I love good ribs. Uh, one of the things that, that I think is important about ribs, use the language fall off the bone. Uh, if you cook in competition, uh, like a uh, Kansas City Barbecue Society mm. competition, if your ribs are fall off the bone, you will not score well because they are considered overdone. Mm. um i get why people like fall off the bone ribs and they like tender ribs uh but i i really am a fan of the kansas city style of having those ribs where they'll come off the bone Mm. like you can bite them and they're coming off the bone but
0: not so done that you touch them and they completely fall apart and that's what that's how mine were the other day you you hold it up the meat stays on there but when you bite into it they joyfully fall into your mouth for your enjoyment
2: yeah, and, and I just I just want to say, um, this is my opinion, this is not Bible, but if you parboil your ribs and then put them on the grill, that's blasphemous. Um, don't 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 parboil ribs to try to speed it up and make what about tender. people? Don't, put,
0: don't. What about people who put them in the crock pot? You know,
2: I love a crock pot, but not for ribs. Uh, that sounds like something Matt Hensley would do. Actually, he'd probably buy his ribs at the store uh, is what he would probably Matt, do. he how buy do you some make Lloyd, your ribs? Some Lloyd's ribs.
1: We – lloyd's you just nailed it (laughs) (laughs) go to the Uh, walmart's go to the little frozen food section grab the little lloyd's and good to go actually i think the last one we got was jack daniels had the appearance of evil
0: oh hold Uh, on now uh, i think we got some controversy brewing here in the past yeah Uh, you're gonna have like a uh, elijah craig come preach at the uh the (laughs) pastor's conference now whiskey maker baptist preacher no Oh my goodness. Matt, do yeah. you like ribs at all or no?
1: I love ribs, but yeah. we don't even have a grill. So I'm certainly not going to be smoking any ribs any anytime soon. And we do have a crock pot. Uh so if I knew that it would possible to put in there, I don't even know what par paw boil is. What is paw boil? Paw boil. <laughs> par boil. P-A-R, like
2: par in the blood.
1: Par,
2: par, wonder what oh. par. You, you boil the ribs before you put them on the grill or in the oven yeah, uh, to I don't get do them that. basically done.
1: I don't do that. Uh, but we did, however, make suddenly salad, which is my favorite meal on earth. Not meal, but side. Uh, I don't know what it is, but it's it's my favorite with some Duke's mayo. So I would bring you back Alan. into the fold with so, that. L- let,
2: me, l- let, me, let me share a little something since it's summertime. This is bonus. Y'all are not paying for any of this, but this was free. Take the suddenly salad bacon and ranch. Get you some fresh shrimp, which I know you can't do in New Mexico. Uh, maybe you can get some crawdads out of a creek or something. But but cook some fresh shrimp and kind of do a rough chop on those with some fresh tomatoes, fresh cucumbers, fresh peppers out of the garden. Uh, mix that up with some Duke's mayonnaise, and it is a testament to God's grace in a dollar twenty-five box. Okay,
0: I'll just um, say I've I'm, never had suddenly salad. Never had it.
2: It's, it's not bad for what it
0: is. Alan, I will tell you something that somebody told me the other day that'll make you cringe. They were asking how I smoke my brisket and I was showing them. They said, oh, yeah, i would have to put mine in the smoker and then what I'll do is I'll take it off and put it in the oven to get it up to the right temp so I can eat a little bit. Sooner. I said, you, you, you what? Put it in the oven to get it up to temp. Well, sounds...
1: I'm biting my tongue. By the looks of um, y'all's face, it sounds bad, but I wouldn't know.
0: So, let's wrap this up i'm okay. hungry now okay well friends we thank you again for coming to the potluck who had your feeling had your full give to the cooperative program pray for the erlc search committee make much of jesus in your churches this week join us next time same baptist time same baptist hour stay baptist my friends